Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast, episode 51. This podcast is brought to you by our very first sponsor, and that is MMA Etc. Podcast. Check out their website, MMAETC.com, or go to their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MMAETC. MMA Etc. is a group of friends that watch MMA together, do beer reviews, and current events. Hence the Etc. in their name. These guys reached out to me, and they seem like great guys. Um, you know, I believe they're, an, I believe they're Canadian, uh, which is, which is super awesome because Canadians we know are some of the best MMA fans in the world. They're like me. They're like-minded people. I'm actually extremely jealous of them. They got a sweet setup. There's four guys drinking beer, talking fights, watching fights. It's just me here by myself drinking water. Like I feel like a loser after I watch a setup, great content and stuff. We need to support these guys. We need to support um, like-minded people in the MMA community instead of trying to tear each other down. We need to kind of, you know, build each other up and, and, and things like that. So I was more than happy to mention them on the show and have them sponsor the podcast. They seem like cool guys. Check them out. MMAETC.com, YouTube.com slash MMAETC. Check out their sweet setup. Also, they have a podcast. It's great. Go to iTunes, go to Google Play Music, whatever you need to do to listen to our podcast. All the hits, all the spots you get your podcast, they're on it. They're great guys. And we to support them. Let's go. This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Yes, I am your host and welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Got it for a sponsor in the book. I love it. I love it. I love it. Check those guys out. I meant to mention... That you can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, at MMAETC. They're on all the platforms. Good guys. Good guys. Well, welcome to the show. Got a lot to talk about. Jump right in. Got a lot of, you know, UFC 234 this weekend. It kind of fell, you know, weak card already kind of fell to shit. We'll get to that. We'll get to, I mean, Twitter. Twitter had a weekend, boys. Twitter had a weekend. One of my favorite uh, social media platforms by far. Um, You had people throwing shots left and right. Conor McGregor had a hell of a weekend on Twitter. We'll recap all that. We'll end with a top five. My call out of the week. We got a show, boys. It's Monday. We're recording. Um, yeah, but Twitter, I you know, ah, I love it so much. I mean, people were throwing shots left and right. My favorite thing on Twitter. The only ugh, Facebook was the first, right? Facebook was the first social media. Blah blah blah. I'm only on Facebook because if I I post never, right? I got a beautiful baby girl. If I deleted my Facebook, I think some of my family would probably riot because they don't know what Instagram is. I don't really post pictures on Twitter. It's not really what it's meant for. But Twitter is by far my favorite. I, ha- I have to keep Facebook around for the for the baby. Um, but yeah, my least favorite Twitter is good. I'm getting getting the hang of Instagram, right? Instagram's a, you know I know that's the that's the young kid game, right? Everyone likes it. I I I, it, I feel like it lacks features. Like I feel like you should be able to post gifts. You know what I mean? Instead of having like hack it, you know, there's always a hack that you can do. Uh, they're only giving the swipe up feature to fucking, you know, people with over, you know, who are certified. I could benefit from the swipe up, but of course I don't get it. You know, fucking certified me people. Um, but no, the thing about Instagram and, and, you know, I don't have a ton of followers. I'm trying to get my followers up. If you're listening to this and you're not following me, please go to Instagram 
MMATakes.com. It's right there. You, you see me. You see the logo. Uh, on Twitter as well, at MMATakes. Please, please follow me. I need, that's, that's what it is. You know, you've heard me rant so many times about the social media slugs and these fucking rats that come. You know, there, there's a professional fighter who fucking uh, followed me and said, hey, I appreciate the support. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, I, you know, I followed him and he followed me. It was one of those things. He was a nice guy. Invited him on the podcast. He ignored me. You know, a couple days later, I go look at his page. He had, like, cut all his followers in half, kept his regular followers. It's like, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on you, right? You fault, you unfollowed me, almost called him out. I didn't because I'm a nice guy. But, you know, I know, you know, I, I, I haven't looked into it myself. I know there's people who, who have bought followers. That's, like, kind of the thing. You buy followers and you buy these bots, these, you know, these fucking Russian bots or whatever they are, whatever's topical. Um, I've never done that, but I get five DMs a week of clearly, you know, bots, right? I'm the last guy that's going to get catfish. I, my nose is so far in the air on anything, right? Even if it's real, I guess this is bullshit, right? I'm a happily married man. My wife is more than enough woman for me. I don't, you're not going to catch me slipping ever. But when I'm not friends with these people or they're not following me or whatever, I'm not following them. They'll message me and it's like, do you want to allow it or decline it? So I'll click on it and it's usually some bullshit thing like WWE underscore X, another underscore. And you click on their profile, right? And it's always like, hey, cutie with a like heart. Click on the profile and it's like they're following 800 people. They got one follower and it's like free webcam tonight or some shit like that. And it's like, that happens like all the time. That doesn't happen much on Twitter. I, I'm sure I get some sex bots that follow me on Twitter, but I don't really follow. And I mean, I'm not like my porn isn't my my phone isn't screaming porn, right? I'm not a big porn guy on my phone. I'm not a big porn guy in general, really. Um, so I don't know where these things are coming from. This happens to everybody. I don't fucking know. It's uh, pretty distressing though. But you know, I, I look at that and I don't want to immediately. I go, this is bullshit, right? But. I also want to be like, okay, I want to see if this is real because if, if they listen to the show, I don't want to decline their thing and be a complete asshole. So you always click and it's always the same thing. Like single girl with the fucking, you know, I wonder where these, where they get these pictures at. Do, do like hot girls sell them these pictures? Gotta be a nice little market. Like, Hey, cover my face kind of with my phone or let my hair on my face. I'll, I'll show my tits a little bit and I'll, and I'll, I'll sell you this for 50 bucks. Cause I mean, you're, 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 you're looking at a pretty good, uh, if you're a hot chick, you're looking at a pretty good deal. But I don't understand what Instagram with that. You know, that's my big problem with Instagram. However, I had a nice little post on Instagram. Again, haven't seen it. You got to go check it out. Maybe takes that comment on Instagram. Um, Dominic Cruz clearly slipped up and said fart card. And I had to rewind it. And I, you know, I put it up. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's so funny that he said fart card. Because, again, I'm 12 years old. Fart's very funny to me still. And uh, it's also it's a shit card, right? It wasn't that great of a card. So. That's my social media rant. I always kind of rant about social media. It's just, I don't, you know, I don't know. I got great listeners. I got people that listen to me. I got people that message me. Um, people seem to enjoy like I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm going places. I'm, 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 I'm thinking bigger. I'm trying. Trust me. I'm trying guys. Oh, am I trying to get someone on? I'm trying, you know, God bless Don Madge again. You know, that guy. Yeah, sure. I'll come on. Doesn't know me. Doesn't, you know, he comes right on UFC fighter future champion probably i need to do something right i mean i'm i'm creeping these people out i wonder if these guys start talking to each other like hey did mma takes message you about coming on this podcast you know hopefully it's one of those things like this guy's like i'm gonna get a restraining order sent against me or they're gonna respect my hustle hopefully they'll respect my hustle 
But um, yeah, so we had a big weekend of MMA, UFC 234. Boy, boy. Not a great card to begin with. And then it was it was a top-heavy card. There's two fights anybody really cared about, if we're being honest. And then Robert Whitaker drops out because his stomach blew up. What the fuck? So I'm uh, I'm hanging out, you know, uh, Saturday afternoon, I think. I think my, I just put my daughter down for a nap, and, my, and I hadn't been on Twitter or whatever. I'm relaxing or whatever the fuck. What the fuck I'm doing? Um, and... Uh, I get a text from my buddy like, oh, man, it sucks about Whitaker. And I immediately get on Twitter and see everything. I'm like, oh, that is the worst. Then I get mad. I'm like, how do you not know you have a fucking hernia, right? I've never had a hernia. I've had people in my life that have had a hernia. It doesn't just pop up. It doesn't go, oh, I got a hernia. Like you, he looked in great shape. He he went through a great camp. I got mad, right? Because I'm selfish. I'm like, I want that fucking fight. So I get immediately pissed. And then I realize, oh, wait. And then I go and I read more about what's going on. And then obviously Dana let the cat out of the bag. And now we know more like his bowel was fucked up. And it was, it was a crazy, some of the things I didn't even heard of the UFC doctor said, that you want to see this in like old people? So that's a real shame. Rod Riddick. I know he wants to fight. Obviously he wants to fight. He's in his home country. Um, he was a heavy favorite. I, I think it was a, it was a decent little, uh, I think it was a decent little matchup for him. And, um, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Got a mess in my phone. Unprofessional. Got to stay focused. I think it was a decent matchup for Kelvin. I had Kelvin winning. I had Kelvin. I, I still think Kelvin's going to win if they, if they do fight. But it was a shame that Robert Ricker fell out because, again, this card was not great to begin with. Um, so speedy recovery, Rob Whitaker. Uh, you know, it's just a shame. I mean, it feels like this these things happen. I think he's got chicken pox before. Something's going on with that guy. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. His immune system might be just fucked up. But the main event was Adesanya versus Silva. Um, I'm a big Izzy guy. I'm a Israel. He's my guy, right? He's one of my guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy because I thought it was gonna be a disaster ending, right? I'm happy. Well, let me let me. Let me jump back. Okay. So my official picks for the night, right? I went nine and two. Not bad, right? Uh, obviously, there was uh, Kelvin got scratched. So I didn't get to pick that fight. But nine and two on my picks. I dropped uh, Barin, who against Jonathan Martinez. Martinez showed up a little bit. Still not super impressed with him. And then my boy, Sam Alvey, uh, kind of got screwed. Listen, we'll circle back to Sam Alvey. But I went nine and two on my official picks, which is pretty good. I needed a good I needed a good week. I did pretty good. Um, didn't really bet heavy on this card. It was kind of thrown off by everything. I was really mad about the Whitaker thing. So I didn't put in a lot of bets. I had Kelvin early on. They gave me my money back. I bet him early in the week. And then it's like, well, do I really want to bet Israel at plus whatever or minus whatever? No, I don't. Um, but back to the main event, a lot of people are in love with it. I'm not right. Um, it was, it was a great display. It was a fun fight, but it, was, it seemed like a sparring match to me, right? Anderson was doing the hands down. I'm just very glad that Anderson didn't get knocked out and get slept. Didn't get really embarrassed, right? Cause Anderson's the goat. Anderson's one of the goats, right? He's going to finish all time. He's 44 years old, 43 going on 44. Um, I'm just glad he didn't get Chuck Liddell or Fedor or anything like that. I'm glad that he put on a good performance. I'm more impressed with Anderson than Israel Adesanya. I feel like there were times that Israel could have maybe took a little more chances and maybe stepped on the gun and everything like that. I think all his kicks were kind of telegraphed. They both were like, it was a sparring match. They're both kind of going back and forth. It was a fun thing to see. The one thing you can take away from the whole thing is the Australia crowd. I mean, I'm a proud American, right? You know, red, white, and blue, but that Australian crowd might be the best MMA crowd there is. I mean, they're, they're nuts. 
They are awesome. You can they're quiet during the fights, almost like a Japan crowd. But then you can hear them chanting. Um, they don't. They rarely boo. They do their own chants. They back their own guys. I believe they were backing Silva in the Adesanya fight, which is crazy. Um, but the the Australian crowd was awesome, right? Uh, sold out. They showed up. wasn't the best card. They UFC needs to go back there and deliver a mega card. Because guys paid for that fight, you know, paid that money for that fight. And that's a really good crowd. I, I was blown away by the crowd. They, they seemed awesome. Back to the main event. Uh, again, I wasn't in love with it. You know, I, I thought it was a sparring match. I wanted a little more competitiveness out of uh, Adesanya. I, I thought maybe he got comfortable in there with it being kind of a sparring match. Anderson, you know, looked great. I thought, uh, you know, he threw a flying knee. That was pretty quick. He looked a little slower. He got caught once and kind of got like, you know, Stepped in potholes, but then he dropped his hands down. I think he needs that to like wake him up. Then he puts his hands down, you know, just taking shots. And, you know, they both were like throwing crazy kicks and stuff, but both were seeing it coming. I, I don't know. Um, a lot of people thought it was cool. You know, you know, Robbie Fox, my mortal enemy, got uh, Dana White Instagrammed his article on Barstool about it being like a Matrix fight or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. It looked choreographed, I guess, but I wasn't a huge fan of it, if I'm being completely honest with you. I, I mean, I just, you know, I like I like the fights that are highly, highly competitive, and this didn't seem competitive to me. It just felt like a sparring match. I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about it. But you know, um, Israel obviously showed up in in Silva. I'm just very happy he didn't get put to sleep. Um, might be the worst pay per view of all time, though, right? I mean, can we can we can we talk about it? So I've polled people and I've looked at um, things online and whatnot of of other pay per views, and. I think this might be the worst pay-per-view next to UFC 147. I know there's a lot worse, but in recent memory, UFC 47 was pretty bad. I mean, the card, the main card was Hacker and Diaz versus Uriel Contra. Hacker and Diaz is not in UFC anymore. Fabricio Rodun versus Mike Russo. Uh, Russo is not in UFC anymore. Hani, Hani Jason versus Godolfo Pepe. Um, not sure if either of those guys in UFC. I think Honey Jason is. He's somewhere wearing his fucking Jason mask, doing somewhere. Co-main event was Cesar Ferrar versus Sergio Moraes. I believe this was the ultimate, the um, the the very first Brazilian Ultimate Fighter finale. They put it on pay per view, um, and that one was was complete trash as well. And the main event was my guy to catch weight, Rich Franklin versus Vanderlei Silva. Went to a decision. All three of those last fights, the. Uh, Four out of the five, uh, four out of the five fights in the main card went to a decision. The undercard, you got Felipe Arias versus Milton Vera. None of those guys are in the UFC anymore. Marcus Vinius versus Wagner Campos, not in the UFC. Thiago blah, 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 versus Lana. All these guys aren't in the UFC anymore. There's no one. Francisco, Francisco Trinaldo's on there. He fought at middleweight. The guys at one one fifty five now. He fought at middleweight and TKO'd. Uh, Delson, I don't know, but I mean, there, there's no one on this. I mean, there's half these fighters in the UFC anymore. That was terrible. Time will tell if last night was as bad as that. I mean, that was, that was pretty bad. I bought that one. I didn't buy this past weekend, uh, hand up. I didn't buy it. I, 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 uh, legally, allegedly, illegally streamed it. Uh, pretty good stream. I caught a pretty good stream. No hiccups at all. I streamed it from my phone. Couldn't really tweet. I didn't want to really stream it from, uh, I didn't really want to stream it for, I don't know, sorry, I'm distracted. This guy is 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 doing some goofy stuff in front of my house. I'm about to go and kick his ass. Speaking of kicking ass, I, you know, I, I talk in my last podcast, I, I got a clean bill of health from the brain doctor. One of the reasons why I stopped training and stopped doing 
everything really uh, was because my brain was messed up. But uh, got a clean bill of health from a guy who's about 97. So he definitely knows what he's talking about. He's been around brain since I was born. Um, so I got a little boxing round in today. I'm such in bad shape. But felt so good to box. I boxed today, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I don't know what this guy's doing. Doing the, Okay, whatever. All right, do your thing, bud. But yeah, so uh, might be go down as one of the worst cards in pay-per-view history. You, you're going to have to... Uh, Time will be the judge of that, right? So the rest of the card, again, there's not a lot of talk about. The co-main event was Lando Venata versus uh, Marcus Morano, Marcus Rosa. He had like four different names. Really, really, guy shouldn't be in the UFC. 7-4, Venata took him down. Guy looked lost. Caught a couple elbows. Got submitted. Uh, Wuji Bruin versus John Martinez. Okay fight. Uh, I got that one wrong. Martinez won. Uh, Jalen Turner versus Cal- uh, Callum Potter. Jalen Turner is going to be a problem at 55, guys. Going to be a problem at 55. He really is. He's big for that weight class. He's tough for that weight class. 155. Look out for that guy. His, I mean, his one loss in the UFC is to Vince Luque at 170. You cannot judge him by that. I mean, this guy is the real deal. Um, then you got... Uh, Toroto Tishishara versus Kanyo Yang. Probably the fight of the night. They they brought it out. They both got hurt. Kang ended up taking him down and submitting him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they uh, they definitely had a, a, a good back and forth for sure. Um, kind of sloppy a little bit. Ishiara is 1-5 in, in his last six. I mean, I don't know how that guy is still in the UFC. Kakao France versus, what was that? Roland Pavava. This was a good fight. This was a lot of controversial. Um, Pavava, Pavov, if I'm saying his name right, I, I'm probably not. Um... He had the story where his girlfriend got killed or his, 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 his fiance got killed in a car wreck in Brazil, which is absolutely terrible. Never seen a fight before. Kai Carr, I'm very high on that that team at City Kickboxing. Uh, really good striker, really good boxer. This Pavel guy just walked through everything and was hunting him down. And every one punch Kai Carr, France threw Pavel with a six. Um, very controversial decision. I don't know if they gave him hometown cooking. I mean, Kai Carr, France is from... Uh, it's from New Zealand. I know that's real next to, you know, he's a Kiwi. I know that's next to Australian guys. But I don't know if his hometown cooking or not. It's a very, very close fight. But Pavlov is going to be a guy to look look out for. He, he looked good on the ground. He looked good uh, stopping the takedown. And, and he could take a shot. That's for sure. Austin Arnett versus Shane Young. Austin Arnett coming out like Conor McGregor here. Very confident in the first round. Um, his only problem was is is, is he, when Shane Young did close the distance and hit him, he didn't know how to react. Very close fight. Shane Young, I think, won every round. Dropped him at the end of the third. It was awesome. Shane, look, Shane Young looked good. Uh, Good-looking kid for the division. Gets hit a lot, right? And, and I think he, he needs to mix up his strikes just a little bit more. I think he's a little too too predictable. But, again, he's at the right camp for that. Then you got Dung Young Ma versus Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith stole the show in the post-fight. Knocked out Ma. Um <clears throat> electric guy, you know, says Instagram's down. He's getting it back up. Follow him on all social media. I want to promote this guy. I wish I had his post fight queued up. I could not find it online anywhere. Could have ripped it or something like that. But you know, one has got time for that. But Devontae Smith, a guy that we should all keep an eye out in, uh, what was that? The featherweight division, lightweight division, really solid guy. Sam Alvarez, Jim Crute, um, tough one, right? Sam's good friends with Chris Curtis, who I love dearly. They are training partners that Chris lives with Sam out in California. Sam seems like one of the nicest guys in the world. Had a bit of a problem with Mark Goddard refing his fight because of a previous stoppage. I think if a fighter has a problem with the ref refing your fight, I think you should be able to be like, I don't want that guy refing my fight. Not sure why they couldn't make that switch. They had three or four refs there. Switch off a fight. I don't understand why that was a well, that was an issue, why they couldn't do that. Um, 
got caught with a punch, a really good punch by Jim Crute, um, and then finished up. And Sam, two thumbs up, right? Sam got rocked. Sam's a veteran. He's almost got f- fucking 50 fights. I mean, how many fights does he have? He's got a... Got, oh, yeah, he's almost... I mean, he's 44. This was, that was his 45th fight. When a guy has 50 fights and he's got two thumbs up, you know, you give him a shot, right? I mean, Crute could have fucking finished it in the next 10 seconds. He could have submitted him. I don't know. You have two thumbs up and Goddard steps in. Sam was pissed. I think it's the first time I've ever seen Sam mad uh, of all the years I've been watching him. Storms out of the cage, cusses. All right, you don't fly in short notice to Australia to lose. He got caught with a good punch. He got rocked. He was trying to make his way back. He's a durable guy. I know he's, he doesn't get finished a whole bunch. Um, and, and you got to let him fight back, but Mark Goddard kind of jumped in there. And that's the thing, too. All these people fucking defending Mark Goddard all of a sudden, like this guy's a king because he's kind of active on Twitter and, and, and everything like that. Like the Conor McGregor thing kind of pissed me off with, with what he did. He kicked Conor out of ringside. Then Conor obviously went overboard by jumping in the cage, and they got into it then. But this guy thinks he's holier than now. The Marie, the Marab, Ricky Simone, Marab, Dashavili fight is unbelievable to me. He wasn't even refing that fight. Marab should have won that fight, won it on points, and uh, there was like a weird choke at the end where everyone thought Marab was out, and the ref didn't know what to do. And uh, Ray Longo said this on the Anna California podcast. Mark Goddard came over and was like, I know when guys are out, he was out, fight's over. The the ref in the he wasn't even ref in the fight. So all these people defending Mark Goddard, like, oh, he's such a great guy, he's such a good ref. I don't think he's a bad ref by any means. But let's stop defending the guy. There was a shit stoppage, 100% all the way through, I don't know why this guy gets a pass, right? Because he's a good ref, right? When Herb Dean makes a fucking bad decision, everyone jumps on the shit. Same with John McCartney. I don't know why Mark Goddard gets a little pass. I think Dana White threw him on the bus, but all the media guys and everything like that, they kept kind of kept kind of quiet on it, which I think is bullshit. Mark Goddard did a fucking horrible job in that fight. Sam Alvey, almost a 50-fight veteran, puts two thumbs up saying I'm good. Regardless if he gets finished later, regardless if he gets submitted, he said he was good and you stopped the fight because he wasn't moving. Well... He was, none of those punches were landing and the ones that were getting close to his head were blocked. So I just, I don't know this Mark Goddard love. I don't get that one. Montana De La Rosa versus, uh, what is that? Nadia Kasim, Montana De La Rosa cruised. Ricky Simone versus Ronnie Yaya. Decent fight. Ricky Simone really showed out. Hell of a mullet. Those neck curtains he got is is something else. Ronnie Yaya, very one-dimensional. Uh, Simone fought a really smart fight here. I, I, I want to see him. He's obviously going to crap the top 15 now. Who should he fight at 135? A rematch with Marab wouldn't be bad. I, I, there's a lot of options for him uh, right now. And then obviously the, uh, the co-main event we talked about. Lando main event we talked about as well. Um, not not impressed with the card at all. I'm way more excited about the card this weekend in Phoenix. I'm way excited. I mean, the Bellator card's a decent little card as well. There's two of them. There's three. There's so many MMA events this weekend. My wife's going to kill me. There's one Friday night. You got Matt Mitrion versus Sergey Hiratanov. Saturday on the zone, you got Michael Page versus Paul Daly, which I'm very excited about. There's not many Bellator fights I get excited about. The welterweight Grand Prix, I thought was kind of uneven the way they stacked them a little bit, but they did something right. This fight, everyone wants to see this fight. I don't want to see this fight. Um, it's going to happen. They were on uh, aerial show today, trying to, you know, trying to start to heat a little bit. Michael Page is a guy I was, I was kind of lukewarm on. Now I think I like. I've always liked Paul Daly. I thought he should have been in the UFC years ago. I know he threw a punch of Kostjak and uh, Dana banned him for life. But, you know, if fucking Khabib's guys are getting in, I think they should give Paul Daly a shot. I think he's an interesting matchup at 170. Hasn't figured out the grappling yet. I, there's going to be no grappling in the Michael Page fight. I think that's the one thing. 
his John Fitch fight was, I mean, you just, you just can't stop the takedown. Like, you know, John Fitch is a great grinder wrestler. He did nothing, but, you know, Paul Daly, you've been around forever. You almost have 50 fights yourself. You know, maybe maybe learn a couple takedowns a little bit, but I'm very excited about that fight. That's on that's on Saturday at the Zone. I don't have the Zone. I know I can probably get a free trial. I don't know how many fucking streaming apps do I need to pay for. You know what I mean? I got UFC Fight Pass, which they put the prelims on the Fight Pass this time. I said ESPN Plus. I got ESPN Plus. I'm paying five bucks a month, and they're running commercials on me. I mean, I know Canelo signed that big deal with the Zone. I, I love Canelo. He's, you know, obviously one of the best boxers in the world right now. I love, I love watching him fight. So is it worth it? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people like it. it I don't know. I'm obviously going to have to do it because, uh, you know, there's going to be fights on there. Anyway, what I said earlier in the show is Twitter had a night. And uh, that is 100% true. And more importantly, Conor McGregor had a night on Twitter. Pretty much, he, Anderson kind of called for a fight for him. He's like, yeah, I'll fight him. Yeah, I'll be an honor, right? And then Anderson at the post fight um, said that he wants Diaz. We'll get to that. We'll get to Nick Diaz in, uh, in a minute. He, he will take Diaz and Connor. I guess watching the post fight goes, "I'll fight Nate. Let's do it in Brazil." Uh, Anderson fights Nick. I'll fight Nate. Um, and then the best. I mean, this is Conor McGregor the, at his genius. Is uh, Kelvin was walking around with the belt. I'm sure we've all talked about it. Kelvin doing his bit. Listen, he's doing a bit, right? He realized that he trained his ass off for a fight. He's not going to get it. Adesanya looked good. Adesanya is a young, up-and-coming kid. Who, who's Rob going to fight next for the title? Kelvin wants to stake his name in there and kind of stir some shit up. I get it. It's a little corny because I think it's forced. I don't think Kelvin's that kind of guy. Um, <clears throat> he did fire back at Connor uh, just just before we just before I got on, so I'm glad I saw that. I got to find that, but. Connor's tweet was absolutely perfect. So Kelvin, you've seen the pictures all week. The guys had fucking uh, ringworm all over the place. Back of his neck looks like a fucking alien's coming out. He's got it on his chin. He's got it on his shoulders. It's it's a complete mess. He he's carrying around the belt all night. Connor tweeted, "Why is that worm holding the 185 pound belt? There are worms crawling on his skin." It was absolutely ludicrous to even consider allowing him to compete, let alone now walk around the arena shaking our fans' hands. Someone sort this, this instant, and sterilize that belt immediately. That is prime Conor McGregor. It only has 43,000 likes. I think it should have 43 million likes. That's some funny shit. I retweeted it. And then Kelvin Gossam obviously got wind of it. He was on Ariel's show today. He says, you want to talk about a leper? A guy that's spreading disease all over Ireland? That's Conor McGregor. He's spreading his seed all over Ireland, impregnating ladies and not even claiming them. Woo! Big shots fired. I wish I had a fucking gun because that shot's fired right there baby that is shots fired for sure um i love twitter this is what happens man this is what happens shit gets stirred up on twitter fights happen on twitter now that's just what it is conor mcgregor's not gonna fight kelvin gasoline anytime soon well he fucking might because he's crazy but um i love that conor was active he was he was promoting the event even though it was kind of a dud event he was sitting there fucking promoting it he's sticking by in his organization he's obviously geared to go he's ready to fight Cowboy fight looks like it's happening. I think that's the smartest fight for him. If not Cowboy, Poirier. Um, Khabib, uh, uh, Khabib's going to sit out till November or whatever with his teammates or do whatever the fuck he wants to do, I guess. They need to do an interim title. It's only fair. I know Cowboy said over the weekend that he's fighting Connor for the interim title. I think that was kind of the forcing of the hand of the UFC a little bit. I, I think they will fight sometime this summer. I think maybe if they're smart, the UFC, they would put... Tony and Dustin for the interim on the same card. And then if one of those guys falls out, cause you never know a fucking Tony Ferguson, Poirier got hurt. He pulled out of the Nate fight. 
Um, Cowboy doesn't ever get hurt. Connor never pulls out of fights, but you have a backup, right? I don't think anybody would complain with any of those matchups, but Tony Ferguson needs to fight for a title. I know it's not Khabib's title because um, he's going to sit out a year. You can't hold that division up a year. You got to get something going. Um, but yeah, so Connor, man, he was he was on one this week, and I love it. Wyman as well. Wyman calling out Adesanya. I like Chris Wyman, right? I, I do. I'm a fan of Chris Wyman. I'm a fan of all those Long Island guys. I truly, truly am. I have, you know, my mom's from Long Island. My family's from Long Island. I, you know, I'm, I'm not from Long Island, but, you know, I have some kinship there, right? I have some, you know, some feelings for those fighters that come out. I generally root for them. But what is you doing, Chris Wyman? So he called out Adesanya. All he simply said he tweeted was he looked a little overrated to me, right? Fair enough. That's your opinion. You want to get your name put back in the 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 picture but you gotta win a fight dude you gotta win a fight you just have to you look good against dark ray you got knocked out you look good against your Romero, you got knocked out you look good against gagger massage you got knee in the fucking head your only significant win which is a big win was against kelvin gaslam you need to start winning you need to be more active he gets hurt all the time all the fucking time he gets hurt um and to say that he, uh, that uh adesanya is overrated is crazy because Sorry to break it to you, Chris, but you I mean, you might be a little overrated, right? I mean, let's, uh, I don't know. I, listen, he's got some big wins. He's beat Anderson twice, right? I know the fluke thing, Anderson showboated, whatever. He still knocked him out. And then, oh, Anderson broke is like, yeah, but he dropped Anderson and was dominating that fight anyway. It would have went that way, right? But um, your only other win outside of that really is Gaslam, right? You're very inactive. You get hurt a lot. I, you're not the same Chris Wyman. So I think Chris Wyman's a bad matchup for Adesanya. And I tend to agree with him. I didn't think Adesanya put a performance that he should have out there. I, I, I thought they're a little more killer instinct, a little more aggression. I think a finish over Anderson really would have been a, a bigger deal than what, what happened. It was kind of more of a friendly thing. But, oh, man, that's tough. That's that's tough to call out right there. I mentioned earlier um, Silva called out Diaz, Nick Diaz, for the uh, – they're going to Brazil sometime this spring maybe, May or June. I can't remember. Um, he called out Diaz, Nick Diaz, that is. Connor, uh, we mentioned Connor says he's going to fight on that as well. That would have been the biggest Brazil card ever. Anderson looked good. He, he wants to fight. I love it. I love an active Anderson. I want to see a rematch between him and Nick Diaz. First fight was kind of awkward, but, I, you know, it's going to put asses in the seats. Nick Diaz Instagrammed or Snapchat something where he doesn't want to fight, he doesn't want to hurt anybody anymore, right? He just wants to party. All right, do we? I mean, as Nick Diaz's closest friends, there should be an intervention for this guy, right? I mean, it seems like all he does is, if you follow him on any social media, all he does is drink and party. That's all he does. He wasted a lot of his 20s training and becoming as, as good as he did because he he's been around for a long time. But all he does is drink now. I think, you know, listen, I have some addicts in my life. I think we need to maybe have an intervention with Nick Diaz. I really, truly do. I'm worried about the guy, right? Um, if you don't want to fight, fine. Don't fight. But when you pick up a bottle of gin or vodka and chug it on camera and say you want to do his party when you seem to be already intoxicated... You might got a problem there with with you know with the brain damage and the way some of these other fighters have gone as well. Because I mean, Nick Diaz has been in some wars. I think maybe we should we should maybe not take the maybe not just laugh at it, right? I think yeah, I think we should uh, we should look at it. Yep. So call of the week. Um, this is gonna maybe ruffle a few people's feathers, but Dom Cruz. Boy oh boy. Listen, I used to like Dom Cruz on the broadcast. I think he's too much, man. Let it breathe. 
I thought he was horrible Saturday. I really do. I thought he was horrible. When Anik goes in the cage and it's just Dom on the mic, he, free, he freezes. He's a fucking. He mentioned Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon. And he was just like, oh, that, blah, blah. and he's just, he's such, he's so bad. I wish I had all these audio clips. He's very intelligent. He can break down fights, but that doesn't necessarily transition to calling fights, right? I think Dom is better on the desk. I know he's got a show on ESPN. I know they're going to push Dom a lot. I think by far the worst guy they got, right? I really do. Bisbing's better. Paul Felder's better. DC's way better. Rogan obviously is better. I mean, what other fighter they got calling fights? That's it, right? Dom is by far the worst, I think. I know that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. I love Dom Cruz. Dom Cruz is one of my favorite fighters of all time. He truly, truly is. I love his style. I love the way he fights. Um, I wish he would fight more. But he just was not good Saturday. He just needs to let it breathe a little bit. He talks every five seconds. He needs, to, he needs to, and he's very educated. He's very smart, and everything he's saying might be true. And a lot of people, like Ariel Hawani, that fucking idiot, he was sucking his dick today on Twitter about how great Dom was and all that stuff. No, he wasn't. Right? Let it breathe a little bit. Right? You don't hear Joe Rogan talking a mile a minute. Right? You don't hear Joe Rogan talking about every little thing. Right? Let John Anik do John Anik, and let you do you. DC though is by far the best now. Him and Paul Felder are very, very good. I love Paul Felder. Um, I think Paul Felder's great. Bisming did a really well, really good job too. Bisming didn't do great in the cage, though. I feel like he's gonna get into it one of these fighters, right? Bisming's fully not retired yet. He still thinks he can go. I feel like he's gonna go if they keep letting him interview people, he's gonna interview an 85er that he maybe have fought or didn't fight, and there's gonna be some weird Things right there. Remember when Dan Hooker basically said, "Hey, uh, Paul Felder, I'd like to fight you next." And Paul Felder held it, handled that great. If that happens to Bisming, I think it's gonna it's gonna get ugly, right? So let's not have them do the in cage stuff. But he's great. He's great calling the fights. Dom Cruz is the worst, right? Let the let the broadcast breathe a little bit, Dommy. I call him Dommy. Let it breathe. And I think if you're ESPN, you gotta listen to that. And you're like, I think we need to put him back on the desk, right? I think he needs to go on the desk. You know, but I know they like him. I know they push him. I know he's been calling fights for a while now. Um, I'm not crazy about him. Maybe it wasn't because it was just him and Anik. Maybe if you add like DC to kind of undercut Dom always talking, I felt like Dom maybe thought he had to talk a little too much. Wasn't a fan of it. I know I like Dom Cruz, but you know, if, if the power rankings of the people that are calling fights, Dom Cruz is by far last. All right. Top five, baby. Top five. This one's a little, I didn't, I didn't phone it in. But I didn't, you know, usually I do research for my top five and I really go deep. This is just a personal top five for me. Um, Kron Gracie, Crone or Kron? One of the highly anticipated Gracies is fighting Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. He is Hickson Gracie's son, actual born son, 4 0 in MMA. He's fighting Alex Caceres um, in Phoenix. I believe he's the co main event, maybe. Maybe he's high up on the card. No, he's not the co main event. He's, he's pretty high up on the card, though. Very interesting to see him fight. But. We've had a lot of Gracies come in, come in and out. You know, Daniel Gracie, who's not, who didn't make the list. We've had a lot of Gracies fighting MMA, and they all haven't been great. So I'm going to give you my personal top five Gracies, and this isn't this isn't necessarily the best fighters, right? Because obviously you'd have an argument with Hickson or Hoist. This is my my personal favorite for whatever reason. So number five is Hoist Gracie. Obviously, he should be much higher on people's list, but. I think he 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 muddied the waters a little bit by coming back so much, and then and then the I mean his family built the UFC, and he jumped ship for Bellator for a paycheck. I didn't really like that. I, I think loyalty goes a long way. 
Um, fighting Ken Shamrock again was was not great for either of them. I know you got to get paid, you got to get money and stuff like that. But tremendous fighter, one of the one of the pioneers of MMA. But you know, coming pretty pretty low on my list as far as Gracies go. Number four, Caesar Gracie. Right, I believe Caesar fought BJ Penn. Uh, he hasn't had many MMA fights, but he's the manager of the stars. Caesar Gracie Jiu Jitsu. You heard Nick Diaz shout it. You heard Jake Shields shout it. I mean, they're Caesar Gracie Jiu Jitsu. That was all you heard for many, many years. I think he managed them. He also trained them as well. Caesar lived in Stockton, lived somewhere in California, I believe, Northern California, and he wasn't fucking around, right? Caesar Gracie. You, when when the Caesar Gracie crew showed up, whether it be Strike Force or, or you know, early Strike Force, really, you knew you were in some trouble. And Caesar Gracie didn't fuck around, so he could be much higher in the list. I put him at four. Number three, Hickson. Probably one of the Gracies that is the, you know, a lot of people argue who's the best Gracie. He's clearly coming at number one fighting wise. Kind of a dud, right? I feel like he he could have maybe made so much more off his name than he did. And maybe that's more power to him, more credit to him that he could have done that. And I guess he never did. I think I'm sure he owns a school or whatever like that. Um, Henner Gracie should be on this list now that I'm thinking about it, but he's not. Number two, Hodger Gracie. I love this guy because he doesn't look like a Gracie. He's got acne scars. Was the next coming at 185, right? Everyone loved Hodger. I love that his name's Roger, and I pronounce it Hodger as well. His name was great. He didn't look like a typical Gracie. Um, taller, lankier guy. Fought at 185 and then just got crushed by King Mo and retired. Was like, I'm done with this shit. I can't do it. And number one, what's your guess? Who do you think it is? That's Henzo Gracie. Listen, Henzo Gracie... Probably not the most talented Gracie there is fighting. I think he's still fighting. He's like in his 50s. But by far the most charismatic. I think he might have next to, well, he, he, Henner's coming up. Henner's had some really good students. Brian Ortega, Ronda Rousey, a lot of people. He's out in LA. Henzo's holding it down in New York. A lot of people come from Henzo. Some fantastic fighters. One of those most well-respected guys in MMA. Not just a Gracie in MMA. Just a person in MMA. He seems like a ball of fun. One of my dream interviews was to get Henzo. I would, you know, that's going to be one of my goals is to get Henzo and interview him. He seems like, a, I mean, the guy's electric, electric personality, tremendous mind for the sports, been around forever, still fighting well into his 50s, which is super impressive. Um, and I just love the fact that, in, you know, he's such a competitor. There was a fight with Nate Marquardt. I think Nate Marquardt was maybe fighting Ricardo Almeida. I can't remember who he's fighting. And, and it was kind of like Marquardt lost. And they come in to celebrate, but I, I don't know if Mark Hart knew where he's at. And Enzo Gracie kicked him in his fucking face. It was classic Henzo. The guy got let his arm get fucking turned behind him, snapped his arm off, wouldn't tap the Sakuraba. Guys, all time, just badass dudes in the entire planet. So that is episode 51. Thank you to MMA Etc. for sponsoring the podcast. Follow them on all social medias, MMAETC on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MMA Takes. On Instagram, it's MMAtakes.com. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on some shirts. I got a Marty from Nebraska shirt I, I need to put up. I lied to you guys and said I was going to put it up on the Instagram last show. I did not. It is designed. It is ready for sale. You can buy it. I will put them up as well as a few others. Um, so buy a shirt if you want to. If not, go fuck yourself. And then I will have a pick on uh, podcast later this week. No guests. Listen, I keep promising a guest. Um, uh, I had, I had a friend who didn't really want to do it. Couldn't work out a schedule. I had another guy lined up kind of bailed on me. Not really his fault. Um, I record on a certain day. It's the only day I can do it. He could not do that day. 
And I just said, well, I can't do the other day, so I got to go ahead and record without you. So no guests this week. As of right now, I record on Wednesday, so maybe that will change. But really looking forward to the fights this weekend. All righty. That's it. See ya.